Hello, Acaville Radio. You are listening to Tacapella. I am one half of your host, Alicia Edwards, and joining me is my good friend, Brian Alexander. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing great, Alicia. Uh, you know, no complaints on my end. How are you doing today? Brian, I'm really excited because I'm looking forward to the three-day weekend. Oh, I'm so with you there, you know? It's a big deal to is me. Any, any big plans coming up? Sleeping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah that's, that's a big plan. <laughs> I think that's on my schedule too, so I'm, I'm right there yeah. with you. Well, we are so excited about our guests today, and I don't know about you, Brian, but I feel a little bit unworthy to be interviewing oh. them today. You know, I'm, I'm kind of on the same boat with you because the, the vocal talent from our guests today is just like off the charts so it's pretty stellar i know yeah joining us today we have members of business casual how are y'all doing great wow. Wow. so good <laughs> good so we have jacob shamoon we have roshan allura we have cassie green shamoon and we have leslie baker so how's everyone doing currently with the uh, you know living life during the pandemic you all surviving maintaining you know the best you can we're getting by <laughs> same as everybody else <laughs> that's probably as best as you can ask for at this point, you know. And you're all in California, so I would imagine it's a little bit more, I guess, restricted than where I'm at, which is, I mean, fortunate for me at least. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So we, we've been inside pretty much since the beginning of March. We've been sheltering in place, which which for a lot of people has been a big challenge. You know, I like the outside in, in small doses, so... <laughs> I was going to ask, I'm like, are, are you guys like homebodies? Are you more kind of the get up and go outdoors, hiking type of people? What, what are we working with here? I feel here? like I've become a homebody in the last few months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. How about you, Leslie? I think I go outside once a week. Uh-huh. I think that's, that's about where I'm at. <laughs> that's fair. You know, I'm sure that's probably more than some other people that are just using it as, as an excuse just to stay indoors. So. It hasn't been a huge change for me because I've been going to work every day. Oh. Wow. Hmm. Impressive. Gary, but you know, we, we make it work. So let's let's jump into it a little bit. So we know who who we're talking to now. Um, but I'm curious, can you tell our listeners again, let's start with your first name and let them know what part you sing. All right, start at the top. I am Leslie and I am the soprano of the group. Oh, I'm Cassie and I'm the alto. I'm Roshan and I sing tenor. I'm Jacob and I sing bass. I would hope yeah. that our <laughs> listeners can tell when you start talking that, that you're a bass, but in case in case they weren't sure. <laughs> Made for radio as it is. Exactly. Uh, and then our, our, our vocal percussionist who's not on the call right now is Michael Wong, who's a really extraordinary beatboxer and vocal percussionist. That is true. I've seen some videos and I've actually listened to the album and man, that guy has got some serious talent yeah so this is insane so can you tell our listeners a little bit on how business casual came to be you know how did you all meet and did any of you have prior acapella experience before joining the group right so business casual came to be in 2012 there was a group called rapid transit in the bay area which was a play on the like the local like train and bus (laughs) system oh wow (laughs) they were sort of a more conventional contemporary group like Mm -hmm. i don't know 15 16 people something like that Oh, wow. Two of them split off and wanted to do a sort of pentatonic C thing. This was in, again, in oh. 2012, so the height of the sing-off mm-hmm. fervor. Right. Um, and so that was that was Bakari Holmes and Danny Olewski. And they recruited three more members. So two of them were people that they knew through like church singing and stuff like that. They had sung with them before in, in, in various settings. And that was Tina Query and Ryan Cook. And me, who they found through, I think it was like a Reddit post that I had moved to the Bay Area like a year prior and needed to like scratch that acapella itch post-college um, mm-hmm. and was like, audition for an acapella group yes please and so um yeah and so that was the original group and then over time members have cycled out um, except for me i am the the only remaining original way to go oh wow thanks sticking it out yeah that's awesome haul i mean brian and i know a lot about recruiting people for post-collegiate acapella groups using different platforms like reddit and sometimes oh boy yeah we've told that story quite a bit i think we can we have we won't tell it yeah yeah. (laughs) maybe another time if you're exactly. interested in hearing it, go listen to our previous episodes. I mean, especially if it's a horror story. Like I, Ooh. It, you know what? It very well could have been because it, it was it through Craigslist, yeah. but you know, it luckily it worked out in our favor. So yeah. we're good there. Well, that's good. 
<laughs> so what about Leslie and Roshan and Jacob? How'd you all come to join the group? So I think I was the first. I was the first to join in 2015. Um, and Cassie and I actually have been together. You know, we're we're, we're married. In case it's not clear from our names. <laughs> and actually, we we moved out to California together, and we had both sung a cappella together actually in college. Oh, nice. Which is, which is how we met. Which is how we met. And what yeah. school was that? Um, what university? Or? The... Cornell. Go Big Red. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Oh, cool. And we sang in the the Cornell class notes. So um, go class notes. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. Awesome. So we so we moved to California in 2011, and Cassie joined this this group that was trying to do big things. Um, and I was like, oh, I like acapella. I want to do that. But they already, you know, one of the other founders was a bass. So like, what can you do? I would they'd have rehearsal at the apartment, and I'd be, you know. In the other room, sitting at the door, being like, "Oh, that's so cool. I wish I could participate." <laughs> and you know, due due to life events that happened to to all of us, the original bass, I think, decided to pursue a different career, which was taking up a lot of his time. So mm-hmm. that spot became available, um, and I was like, "Yeah, like let's do this." I was super excited to take that on, and yeah, so I've been I've been in the group since 2015. Oh, nice! I joined the group in. 2016 and uh this is right after i moved out to the bay area so i moved in 2015 right after i graduated from school funny enough coincidentally i also went to cornell but i did not overlap with cassie and jacob at all like they graduated in 2011 i graduated in 2015 so we were exactly offset um like that would have been too big of a coincidence (laughs) we figured out that we were at one party at the same time what in 2013 (laughs) i think we were at a party together was was there any like previous encounter like where you spoke to each other just like nope we were just in the same room and that that's it i think we were just in the same room i don't i didn't know who they were they were like old (laughs) alumni at that point and i was a student so i mean oh okay so they weren't yeah exactly or or you weren't cool yet i was i was at the peak of my cool i think i was in college (laughs) (laughs) it's all downhill from there (laughs) nice I similarly came out to the Bay Area and immediately started missing acapella I sang in a group called The Hangovers at Cornell yes Mm That's, that's yeah. just funny to me. <laughs> it's a funny group. <laughs> they are, you know, they were an all-male group, so I hadn't experienced co-ed acapella since high school. I sang in like a very, I would say, kind of rough acapella group in high school that like we kind of were self-directed. We didn't have any uh, sheet music or anything, but we sang. And that was like my first experience in acapella. Mm-hmm. And then I sang all-male, and then I came out here, and I had no idea, honestly, when I moved out here, what kind of opportunities there would be. And mm-hmm. I was surprised to see how much acapella there was here there was a there's a pretty thriving scene here in the bay area and business casual caught my eye um they were the one group that i saw that had some stuff on spotify and some videos on youtube that and they look pretty polished and so in my (laughs) head i was like wow you know this group seems like pretty legit let me let me reach out to them i reached out and i got an email back from cassie i remember Within like 30 minutes of sending an email that was like, oh my God, you went to Cornell, we did too. That's so cool. And it was like the middle of the work day. (laughs) Type A. Cassie's inbox, inbox zero. Yes, I'm I'm inbox zero. What? How is this possible? I'm like, I'm sure I got like a hundred unread right now. It's insane. And then, yeah, I mean, I I saw that we we talked and I came in for an audition and the rest is history. Nice. Well, listeners, we have a surprise for you. It looks like we have the fifth and final member of Business Casual joining us. Could you introduce yourself and let us know what part? My name is Michael Wong, and I am the vocal percussionist or beatboxer of the group. Nice. Thanks for joining us. And so we've been asking our other members here how they came to join the group. So what's your story? My story is that I had never done a cappella really? prior to... Okay. Wow, yes. Nice. We got so a first during call. Most people do their acapella experience in college. I did not because I went to the University of Chicago. I could not sing at the time. And so uh, I tried out for a few different groups. They all were like, you're good at beatboxing, but we need somebody who can also sing. Mm. So my experience in college was more along the lines of kind of doing more like band like things and like live looping. Oh, cool. Okay. Then, yeah, then focusing on after that, I just started working after graduating. And then uh, one of my friends who was in business casual at the time, Danny, uh, he was like, hey, Michael, do you want to join this group? This was not business casual. This was another group. Not, oh, not business okay. casual. Wait, wait. We're getting our, we're getting our time. <laughs> <laughs> so then... 
<laughs> yes, clarification there. <laughs> Wait, let's let's cover that that interim. So so Danny Olesky left the group to go move to Rochester to join the vocal company okay. to pursue acapella as like a full-time career. And he kind of made a name for himself in audiovisual production and audio engineering. He was oh, the original, okay. the founding beatboxer. Got it. Yeah, of, of business casual. Um, and I, I think he sort of pioneered the thing that a lot of college groups are doing now where they multi-track record a concert performance mm-hmm. and also get really good video footage of it and then put that together into like oh, a wow. releasable you know, YouTube content thing. Um, and they clean up the audio and stuff. But anyway, so when he left, Danny Cavero joined the group as our beatboxer. Um, and you may know him oh. from uh, San Fran 6 mm-hmm. um, that was on the last season of The Sing-Off. I think he was subs for... Oh, nice. Harmonic, I think. He's done it in the past, yeah. Yeah, great guy, Danny Cavero. Really uh, nice guy. And then he made the call to, and I do not blame him for um, choosing to focus mm-hmm. more on San Francisco. And so, of course, we needed to fill right. Danny's shoes. And, and it sounds like things have kind of worked out for you. So, yes, it's been lots you know, and lots no complaints. of complaints. I did a little bit of acapella in high school. I grew up in Boston. And then I went to college at University of Utah, where surprisingly, there was only one acapella group at University of Utah. Huge Was it infrared? It's infrared. Yes. Okay. How do you so know? I, I went to BYU. So. Oh, no way. <laughs> <Sorry>. Okay. <laughs> no, I was uh, assuming this was going to come up at some point, but I think we have an actual connection to Leslie Ooh. on the show. That I think we do. Yeah. So Okay. So I, I sing in a post-collegiate group called Inversion Acapella. Oh, my God. And you probably you probably know James Watt. I do, I do. Okay, so James is the bass right yeah. now. I am the alto. Sometimes I sing tenor, though. And then Jade. Jade. Kirsten. Kirsten, yes, Kirsten, yes. yes. That's so funny. I think she's her member. is Jade, yeah, but Brian member. and I sang with her oh. in, that, in, that, in that group before she went to law school. That's right, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we just we just wanted to so, make sure that so connection nice. was oh. established. I actually, I live in Utah. You can continue No worries. Now. So University of Utah. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the one acapella group at University of Utah, we were called Infrared in all caps, as uh, college acapella groups tend to do. <laughs> right. So that was a blast. I sang with them for two years, three years, and then graduated, moved out to California, and and I knew immediately I wanted to keep keep doing acapella. So I was on the lookout. I actually um, I moved to California, the Bay Area, to to work at Google, and Google has an acapella group called Googapella. Really? Of course. Yeah. I've heard about this. And it, oh, that's funny. It, I did not know that. Yeah. It's just an extension of college tech companies. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the best company. In the best ways and the worst ways. <laughs> so, oh, man. So they have an acapella group and I auditioned for them. And I was turned down. What? I, I did not make it into Gugapella. Wow. How? So How I was this? To, I had to keep trying. Yeah, they're, they're lost. <laughs> Verily, they made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is a Silicon oh. Valley joke. This is very... I, I, trust oh, me, it's okay. very... <laughs> I, I'm like... Ha, ha, I'm like, our West Coast <laughs> listeners will get that. Sorry, we're that mountain and southern <laughs> United States, so this will be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, interesting. That was really, really cool and kind of disappointing about the whole Google Pella yeah. thing. That was crazy. It worked out for the best, right? Because right. I, I ended up, I was still on the lookout for a group. I joined a Facebook group called the Bay Area Acapella Network and Business Casual posted that they were looking for uh, initially a, a substitute soprano for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Their soprano at the time, Emily Ross, was studying to take the LSAT. That's the, uh, that's the law school exam. Oh. And so she, she was busy with that. And so I came in to fill in just for a few months initially, and then we decided to, to keep me on. And I've been singing with them ever since. It's been awesome. Nice. Well, if we can kind of jump in here, because I've been really fascinated about the whole business casual sound here. I've, I've had the opportunity, actually, I, I write for RARB, so I've got to learn a little bit about you all sound, and I reviewed your latest album, and it was it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Brian's a big deal. I'm, no. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a big Aka nerd here. But uh, I love you all sound. It's like super animated, lively, spirited, whether you're listening to the album or you're listening to in person, like you're at a live concert, you really feel the energy from this group and you guys deliver so much vocally. But in that same respect, you also deliver in terms of entertainment. I'm like, I just find myself having a fun time listening. I'm just really curious on whoever wants to jump in here. What's like one of the biggest thing you attribute to the group's signature sound? What makes 
business casual sound the way it is? Or what do you guys work on when you're developing the music that you're presenting to people? Business casual's whole thing is that we try to be as entertaining as possible, as you said. All of the choices that we make in our arrangements, in our arrangement edits, in our staging, in our vocal delivery, and in our, in our, in our solo delivery, it's all focused towards being as entertaining and as energizing as possible. And I think that's really our, our secret sauce. Yeah, and it has this element of, uh, as you're as you said, and um, alluding to about being fun. And, and I'm curious, do you all find the same things fun? Like when it comes to performing, <laughs> I, I know that groups defer on, you know, stylistic choices, but is that something that you all just kind of quickly lock into? Or is there like this whole process of trial and error? Or, you know, what what's the process for you all? So, I mean, in terms of our arrangements, we actually do go through a lot of trial and error. And the way we actually arrange is kind of unconventional. Cassie and Jacob will usually come to the group with an arrangement maybe 80, 85% of the way there. And then we start working on it together and we actually live edit it as we go in rehearsal. Oh, wow. Yeah, we um, we make changes to it as we go. And even after performing it, we make more changes oftentimes. And what we'll do is we will kind of road test our arrangements. So we'll try them out at small gigs see how they go, see what lands, what doesn't land, what what moments work, what moments don't. And then we like incorporate those changes back into the arrangement before we kind of finalize it. So how many, has, oh, this, let me ask this question. This is really random. But has, has there been like one song that you found yourself having to like redo like 10 times or some absurd <laughs> amount of times before you're like, oh, no, number 12, that's the tape. That's how we're doing it from here on out. I... Mean, I- we don't even count. We don't even count arrangement versions. No. The short answer to your question is, yeah, we've done that a lot. So I... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, one of the tracks on the album is is No Diggity, mm-hmm. which is uh, an acapella version of an electro swing remix Ooh. of a hip hop song. So there's there's like a lot going on there, <laughs> yeah. right? And that's really one, been one of our oldest arrangements for this iteration of the group. I mean, we started singing that like right when I joined in um, in 2015. And um, we studio tracked that song probably all the way through two and a half times. Oh, wow. Like, like did the whole process and then we're not happy with it and then just did it all again. And the story with the live performance has been the same. I mean, we added like a beatbox breakdown at one point and then we, we changed the way that like the second verse was structured. Like, you know, years after we premiered the arrangement, we're still making changes to to try to improve things as much as possible. And then uh, that truck won a, won a car. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, awesome. I, yeah. I, you know, is, is there a correlation between amount of work and how good it turned out? I don't know, but um, we certainly put a ton, a ton of work into, into every one of our charts for sure. Yeah. Right. I want to clarify that we didn't like track that song three times in a row it was like once in 2015 once in 20 oh okay when in different like stages of maturity of the song and also of our own understanding of the recording i was going to ask it's not like we were diva-ing out i was going to say how long did you stay in the studio for that one song like was it like a week or i was I, i was just curious but thank you for clarifying that for sure And with that, it's actually time for us to take a a little bit of a break. So to our listeners, we are here with Business Casual out of San Francisco, and we will be chatting some more with them after the quick break. You may not know this, but Acaville is a nonprofit. We're a community-supported organization, and the way we keep our lights on and keep the music spinning is largely through memberships and contributions. So I encourage you to be a member of Acaville. Not only will you support everything that we're doing and supporting the community and bringing great music and features to you, but there are some pretty killer member benefits out there as well. Head on over to Acaville.org, check out the member benefits, because we'd love to have you as a member of the Acaville community. And, and welcome, welcome back, back to, to Talk Capella. Thanks for joining us back here on Talk Capella. We've been speaking with members of Business Casual. We've been speaking with Jacob, Michael, Roshan, Cassie, and Leslie. Thank you all so much for coming on the show. We've just been taking the time just to kind of get to know a little bit more about them, how they formed and came to the group, and really, you know, what defines their sound. And so before the break, we were talking a little bit about, you know, what's the bit, what's a big aspect of you all sound? And it's this entertainment value. It's this fun aspect. It's this whole trial and error till you 
kind of figure out what works for you all. And I'm curious, and this is a specific question directed at Michael, as a vocal percussionist, what is your take on you all's sound? Because I know that rhythm, you all play a lot with various rhythm. Is that something that just comes naturally as a vocal percussionist uh, with what you're trying to do? Or is there a process that you bring to the table that is just like, this works for me? Or what? how do you fit into the whole business casual sound as the vocal percussionist? How do you perceive that? Yeah, that's a great question. So as I mentioned earlier, I had no acapella experience prior. So a lot of the beatboxing that I was doing was actually more of like a lot of solo stuff and a lot of jams and a lot of battles. So coming to business casual, uh, it was definitely the first shift to make was kind of like, it's not so much about how flashy you can be. It's really about how well can you kind of integrate into the group. So that was the first shift to make. Then after that, it kind of uh, got super interesting because a lot of the things that we do in business casual aren't what you usually start off doing in beatboxing. Because for beatboxing, a lot of times you do a lot of electronic music and a lot of hip hop, just a lot of like straight beats. And what we do in business casual is just like all over the place in a good way. (laughs) So it's, uh, you know, one time, like we'll we'll be doing like some hip hop, electro swing, then we'll be moving into some rock, then we'll do some Latin. And so it always keeps you on your toes. And so for me, it's extremely important for me to really get that rhythm ingrained in whatever piece that we're doing so that we can set the mood, lock that with the rhythm and then have everybody else come together. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of, a lot of sense. And, um, I, I know the process is different for so many other, other groups that are just really just like, Hey, go listen to the song and, you know, figure it out on your own. Whereas you all are taking a very unique approach to it. And it, it seems like it's a very cohesive unit here, but what we're working with in business casual. very methodical to me. Yeah. Yeah. Very so. It's all in practice. I mean, I'm curious, talked about how the sound, like the sound of the group and how that kind of integrates. I kind of want to shift a little bit to talk visually. Your group just seems to exude style and swagger, which is very evident in your videos. Is this something that the group focuses on? Or is it just naturally a part of who you are as performers? Stop it. It's definitely not not a natural part of us as performers. I'm I'm hearing a lot of laughter here, which is making us believe, okay, maybe this is just not as organic as we're thinking. Okay. Leslie specifically oh, was like no. dying of laughter from what I was seeing. <laughs> Leslie, do you, would you like to elaborate on the idea of swagger in business that, casual? That is wonderful. That's so wonderful that, uh, <laughs> that that's how we can come across. But it is a huge challenge for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how so? Yeah, we, we work a lot on... We have, well, we do spend a lot of time when, when we are preparing for a performance. We uh, spend a lot of time in dance studios, watching ourselves in the mirror, um, learning learning movements and, and putting our, our music to, to movement. And that, that's a challenge for us. I think we're all pretty comfortable at this point with, with the singing aspect and, and the percussion, vocal percussion. But um, movement is, is something that it doesn't come naturally to everyone. We worked on these videos. Grayson Villanueva was the videographer, director for a lot of the music videos we put out. And he has a great attitude and is able to coax us out of our shells and is so much fun to work with. <laughs> he, he, like, has us grooving with him. And <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. Right. So it's, right. it's awesome. He, he helps you all to feel comfortable with what you're doing. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So I, I have one thing to say with regards to the, to the videos, just because I, I don't want Leslie to, to undersell at all. Um, so like our most recent video is a funk cover of You Make My Dreams, the Hall & Oates song. And mm-hmm. we're to go along with... That number is fantastic. Thank you. That's so nice of you. You're Thank welcome. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had a ton of fun doing that. And, and a big part of that video was this 70s aesthetic that we were going for as yeah. far as the set, the music, and also the costumes. And the, the costuming was all done pretty much by Leslie and Cassie. All those pieces were, really? were, were wow. picked out by them too. So That's awesome. I think that, yeah, some of us have more wow. of a sense of, of style than others. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a pretty incredible undertaking where we brought together... The visual presentation as far as the costumes and the set and the movement mm-hmm. and the music. Uh, yeah, that was a real a real reach for us, but we're super proud of how that turned out. Cassie also choreographed the dance breakdown in the middle of that number, which I nice. think is just the cherry on top. That was, that was sweet. <laughs> My so, uh, so th- community theater background peaking. <laughs> hey, 
it was amazing. I'm like, compared to a lot of acapella videos I see, I'm like, you guys got some skills for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm curious about the rest of the group's opinions on this because I know that in terms of acapella groups, it's almost like the music, of course, should come first, which I always wholeheartedly believe. But then like, it's kind of like a toss up on whether the group actually cares about, you know, the visual parts. Some groups who are in a competition scene, it means a lot to them. Other groups, they much rather just stand in a semicircle. You know, what, what are your thoughts on this whole idea of acapella groups? as like entertainers in terms of you know being visually appealing at the end of the day is that something that you all feel is of importance to business casual is it something that outside of videos you know that you make my dreams come true that it's really important and pivotal to what you're doing absolutely yeah i think one of the things that we learned early on business casual is that most of the audiences that we perform for are not acapella people and so in order to convince them that what we're doing and what we're putting out is worth listening to or worth watching we've got to sell it and we can't just rely on the musical intricacy of the stuff we sing to just sell itself we have to kind of put on a show and that has definitely been a challenge and it's something that we still get better at with every performance we do but i think it's something we've come a long way over the course of the last few years especially with this iteration of the group from like the time that leslie joined her most recently now i think we've all grown into like pretty comfortable stage performers now and it's a result again of not just performing for acapella crowds like you know we don't just do the competitions we do a lot of gigging and a lot of performing for non-acapella people it's been fun. It's been a really interesting experience because it's a different crowd. That is very cool, though. I want to talk about some of your original music because, Roshan, you've talked about how it can be a challenge to sell acapella to people who are watching you perform who aren't acapella people. But I feel like an added challenge to that is not just performing songs that they're familiar with, but performing original music. I'm curious. I've, I've heard two original numbers from you guys, and they're both incredible. What was the process like starting from the ground up with composing these? And what advice would you give to acapella groups who are looking at breaking out into original composition? So the concept of trying to do original music came out of, um, we had won the regional Harmony Sweepstakes in the Bay Area, and we didn't want to just keep do like, we, we felt like we kind of had a formula figured out of like, how, we're going to take a song in a genre and do a cover in a different genre and it's going to be great and we didn't want to just keep churning that same content out it was time to like do, do something new and one of the sort of cred building things you can do in the acapella world is to have original music um and right. for mm-hmm. non-acapella people that's also a sign that like you're a real band uh, if you're writing your own music <laughs> very true <laughs> <laughs> and so we decided we'd take a take a swing at it and it was actually the year that Jacob and I were to be married. And, and we so, were married. And then we were married. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we decided that each of us was going to try and write an original song, and we both ended up sort of writing songs about each other and about our, our, our relationship. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I had never written a song before. Uh, I had arranged acapella arrangements. I had transcribed songs into, into finale since... I don't know, high school. But yeah, the idea of coming up with original music and lyrics was was totally new and was really it was a big challenge and still is. I think th- for me the challenge with like pop music is that it's not it's about conveying stories and and feelings um in kind of a very sideways way which I sometimes struggle with. So the song that I wrote wound up being pretty sort of like laying bare how, how I felt in a fairly kind of plain way. But I think that worked for the sentiment that, that it was expressing. And that was, yeah, that was definitely a journey of, of learning how to, how to set, set the lyrics to music and then also like mold it into a place where it could be sung by this specific group of people in a way that was, that was a complete performance. So yeah, it was a definitely a different kind of challenge from, from doing another cover for sure. I want to point out that everybody in this group works in a technical field. That's part of why the name business casual makes sense for us. So Jacob and I are both scientists and we're used to technical oh, writing. Wow. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like even more impressed now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're both used to technical writing and technical reading where the words that you use are very direct and literal mm-hmm. and you're communicating very precisely exactly what you need to communicate. And so songwriting is the exact opposite of that, right? Songwriting is like, <laughs> here's words that paint a feeling and create right. energy. <laughs> and so it was a really interesting exercise for both of us to try and and not just like write words that were like, 
I have this feeling. <laughs> now I'm happy, right? Like, <laughs> right. Where it flows a little bit better than that for sure. <laughs> and, and that's so, that's so cool. And, um, that's really awesome because, man, songwriting, I, I've tried it. I, I don't, I don't have an act for it. Um, and I always <laughs> admire people that can do it. And, and we're speaking about, if I'm, uh, reading this correctly, Ain't No Way and Stay With You off the album. Is that correct? The two original songs? That's yeah. right. Yeah. And added challenge with, with writing songs is you, you have to make sure it, it feels right for the group. I'm like listening. The song feels absolutely amazing. It feels great. It has emotion. It conveys so much and it feels right for this group. I, I know that, and I'm, this is a question for the group as well. Um, I know that there are a lot of groups that write original songs, but sometimes they just stay on the album at the end of the day. Are these original songs, do you guys perform these live? And if you, if so, how frequently, how often do you do that? Because I, I know that it's something that you want to convey out to these live audiences. And so getting them out there is, you know, one way of doing that. So are, are these songs that are frequent among your set list? Absolutely. We perform these songs quite a bit. More recently, a lot of our sets have been a bit longer. So uh, mm-hmm. we've been going for some more like 45 minute sets to an hour just based on the nature of the gigs that we've been uh doing recently i guess before covid (laughs) (laughs) one thing we've learned about doing these longer sets is you have to kind of have energy ups and downs and an arc and having our whole set of repertoire including our original songs it gives us variety and it gives us a way to tell a story about ourselves, about our group, and about our style. And so having the ability to throw in original music in a set like that, um, it gives us something a little different, which I like a lot. Yeah, definitely. So this is a, so we're going to, of course, pivot a little bit differently here. So we're talking a little bit about your sound, just kind of, I'm getting a feel of what what business casual is in terms of musicians and at the same time i look at your album and i see some songs i'm very familiar with see some older works i see you know the you make my dreams come true video come out and i it just been begging the question for me is like you all kind of appear to be like old souls in a sense as well i'm like you have a very youthful vibrant sound it's a very and, and i'm sure he means this in the best <laughs> no, way possible. oh of course <laughs> old soul is a compliment I, i'm i consider myself an old soul for sure i love older music uh and i'm curious you know has older music personally influenced your all's current taste or decision making in terms of song selection and if so you know what are some artists that you all are currently into thousand million percent (laughs) yeah so who are we talking about what when when we're talking looking at songs or influences you know what is specific to each of you i went through the biggest michael jackson phase in middle school (laughs) high school yes so michael jackson stevie wonder um a lot of musical theater too Uh, my parents Mm -hmm. are are music teachers and so i grew up just just inundated with with musical theater and also vocal jazz and stuff like that so all of that good stuff and then in my like suburban teenage rebellion i was super into ska music (laughs) (laughs) so all right there was a lot works yeah there's a lot going on but yeah that's that's me that's quite the range for sure What about what about you, Jacob? I was like a weird kid. Like I didn't like really. No, no. This like I didn't really even like really listen to music in a serious way until college, and that's like really? super weird. Like I I don't think I ever bought or like I think I bought one CD ever, or it was like a gift, and it was weird. It was Weird Al, was weird Al running yes. with scissors. <laughs> oh, that's a good album. <laughs> oh, I just yeah, it it just it just didn't. I didn't realize that it was a thing that people could like work on, like that you could listen to in an analytical way or that you would put work into making. I thought, oh, just people just were geniuses and wrote songs and they just sort of flowed out <laughs> of you like that. And so, no, I would listen to, yeah, a lot of like pop punk and like sort of like Weezer and Cake and like Smashing Pumpkins, I guess, in college. I, I did some classical voice in college and I learned about like opera, which I was never really into, but it was, it taught me a lot about uh, vocal technique. And, and I, and I, that's where I started to sing in, I, I sang in choirs for the first time. And then I sang in acapella groups. And that's, yeah. And I learned that all this stuff, you can work at it. You can, you can learn to sing intervals and hear what the music is doing. And then I could start to do it. And that was really exciting. So it was more than you asked for. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that was perfect. I'm, I'm getting inside the mind of Jacob here. I like this. This is really cool. When we go through the process of, of figuring out what songs we want to add to our repertoire, it's we, we think a lot about um, about how these work into uh, our sets because we ultimately we we learn songs to perform them, right? And usually that means we tend to gravitate towards the timeless, the songs that we are going to enjoy singing for years to come and that audiences are going to enjoy listening to. So this tends to just mm-hmm. be the classics and uh, <laughs> that's that's how we gravitate towards those. Right. And that's the challenge with, you know, being a musician stuff, you know, finding and composing all that music that, you know, that not only that you're into, but that the audience is going to love at the end of the day. So I get where you're coming from, for sure. Well, well, let me ask this. So we've heard a little bit about those who are singing in the group. Mike, tell me, is there any music that you've listened to or enjoyed in the past that has kind of influenced your style of vocal percussion and stuff that you'll use there? Good point. Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Uh, (laughs) so the background behind that is before I picked up beatboxing, I actually picked up beatboxing as kind of like my mini, my personal rebellion. Um, cause I, uh, (laughs) had been playing piano classically trained since I was five. And so prior to that, I also wasn't, I didn't, wasn't really interested in music similar, I guess, similarly to Jacob, I was just kind of like, Oh, these people write these things and they're so genius. They just come out with them. <laughs> and, and so I played piano and I only listened to classical piano for up until I was like 14. And then at that oh, point, wow. I was like, oh, there's other music out here. <laughs> I turned on the radio at some point, I guess. Um, and then at that point, I was, uh, I guess this is kind of how I gravitated towards beatboxing, but I was really, really into rhythms. And so obviously on the radio, you get stuff that's like, um, like more pop and more rock. So I kind of initially gravitated more towards like the harder rock. And then I discovered the internet and I was like, oh, there's like all these subgenres of like metal, <laughs> new metal, and then like even more rhythmic stuff that's like, uh, like, you know, really heavy hip hop and uh, mm-hmm. all sorts of crazy stuff, drill rap, whatever. <laughs> so um, <laughs> for me, I was, I was always very, very interested in rhythms. And I think um, that's, that's also why uh like business casual has been great for me because i kind of listened to a bunch of random things uh but i never really listened to a lot of like classic or oldies but then coming Mm. here um there's there was a little bit of that and then from there i kind of you know got into disco got into jazz got into funk and so um for me it's been really great because combining the the kind of the mainstream world of pop with like the weird stuff that i'm listening to with kind of like the classics that we have with business casual helps me build up that that kind of drummer's toolkit. I think Jacob likes to talk mm-hmm. a lot about okay. like, you know, about uh, as a good drummer, you need to have a good toolkit. It's like, you know how to make all these different sounds, but you also know how to put it together in a way so that if you make a beat, it's like, okay, you know, that's a funk beat or that's a rock beat. Mm-hmm. And so I think mm-hmm. that has been really helpful in the development for just like putting it all together and like just getting a bunch of different sounds and different uh, feels. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. So with all of this, business casuals kind of seen a lot. I shouldn't say kind of has seen an immense amount of success as of recently. And, you know, we're talking about the award winning album. We're talking about 2019 voice jam champs. We're talking Aka open regional champs, compilation albums. Is there an any achievement out of those or others that just kind of stands out a little bit more than others or a little bit more meaningful to to each of you or collectively by chance as far as like impact to my life voice (laughs) jam champ was huge because we went yeah we went to japan after that and that that was that was incredible (laughs) was that anyone's first time going to japan uh it was mine it was mine Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Boy. Wow. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, Japan is a touristy place, but I don't know that most people have been there. I, I didn't want to make any assumptions at a time. I I haven't curious. been to Japan. Yeah. I would like to. But <laughs> I mean, definitely not. Yet. The other the other cool part of that experience was that um, we so we we won Voice Jam. Uh, we so we got to attend their partner festival, uh, Vocal Asia Festival, and this festival brings in acapella groups from all over Asia. So we got to meet groups from India, Taiwan, China, Hong Kong, mm. and Japan. And and that was just a really cool experience to to see how acapella, the, what the acapella community is like in this other part of the yeah. world. We made a lot of really cool connections. And 
Yeah, that was that a lot was of good special. friends. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag exit vocal band. Yeah. Oh, Korea. <laughs> yes. Can't forget South Korea. <laughs> And that, we met the Swingles. That, that's a great yes. country. Oh, my I've been gosh. to South Korea. Oh, yeah? So I can get to that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, just being exposed. But I haven't, oh. haven't hit Japan yet. <laughs> it's a great place. Uh, yeah. Just being exposed to all those different just regional takes on acapella. I'm sure that was just kind of eye opening. That's, that's really awesome. Just to kind of see what. So we also got to share in a really interesting way. So before that, I think we had never run like a workshop at an acapella festival before. Oh, wow. And as part as. A part of being invited to this this festival we were invited to do to do a workshop and so we basically did a workshop based on like musical styles acapella and like different musical styles and we tried to focus on musical styles that were like from the the u.s so i think we did like mm. rock and roll funk music and uh and latin music which obviously is not from the u.s but things that might not be as familiar to to that audience and so like i think an experience that i will like never forget is um like having a seminar room of people who like I who I might not have been able to have a conversation with, mm-hmm. um, but we could like uh, uh, sing like salsa music together, and indeed we we were singing salsa music together by the end of the of the session. So that was like that's a never forget for for me. That was yeah. one of my favorite things. Yeah, that's a fun and memorable experience, man. That's awesome. And on that note, we do have to take one more quick break, uh, and then we're going to continue speaking with Business Casual right here on Talkapella. All around the world, there are amazing acapella concerts going on all the time. You can't be to all of them, but that's what we're here for. So catch Friday Night Live every Friday at 9 p.m. East, 6 p.m. West, where we bring you live concerts from all around the world. You can be there in spirit, even if you couldn't make it in person. And you can catch them again on Rebroadcast Sunday at 11.15 a.m. East, 8.15 a.m. West, and 12 hours later, be there. And welcome back. We have been chatting with Business Casual out of San Francisco. And as tradition on our show, since we have five of them here, we're going to do a really fun rapid fire round. Brian, are you ready? I am ready. Business Casual, are you ready? Ready. Yes. So ready. ready. Oh, boy. You got. Okay. Yeah, that works. All right. Here we go. Remember, rapid fire. Let's go. <laughs> rapid fire. Whatever comes to mind first, we want to know. All right. Question one. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Pancakes. Uh oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Very few pancake people. Sourdough waffles. <laughs> what? But That's a know. thing. Wow. I mean, I I would probably say pancakes too. Honestly. That's fair. <laughs> All right. For I think one of you said pancakes, so I'm like, let me let me. Yeah. <laughs> I think Michael said <laughs> throw pancakes. Throw you a bone yeah. there. <laughs> what would you do if you couldn't sing? Oh, no. Read. Cook. Dance. Nice. Dance. I want to see Roshan dance more. <laughs> I dance plenty. We should be taking advantage of this. I dance plenty. Didn't you do that? There was like a wedding yeah. flash mob dancing thing that you did, and I saw a video of it, and it was incredible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh-oh, we so have to find this. So he needs to choreograph this. some yeah. of your stuff. No, okay. no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, next question. Favorite song for a road trip? That's good. Hey, I like it. Boston. Any anything by Boston? Ooh, okay. Okay. Uh, the way by Fastball. I'd say Thunderstruck by ACDC. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> All right. I would say Highway to Hell. <laughs> a lot of highway sounds. I like it. Best superhero. Spider Man. I approve. I, I guess I, Batman. Yeah, Batman. Batman. Batman's the just Man rich. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wonder Woman. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Girl there power. you go. There you go. Space Ghost. <laughs> Space Ghost. Space Ghost. Nice. Good. Good answer. All right. Uh, next one. Favorite song to perform. Runaway Baby yeah. by Bruno Mars. Speaking baby. of Space Ghost. Okay. Nice. I feel no, like that's, that's, a, that's all I can think about. So one time we got hired to sing at uh, Wizard World Comic Con in Sacramento, and we were in the oh, middle so of singing awesome. Runaway Baby, which I, I solo. Yeah, so it, was, it was pretty. Oh wait, I changed um, my answer. So, I changed my answer. It's our movie medley. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no, wait. Thunderstruck. Very cool. So yeah. we were... Oh, that's, that's a good Yeah, movie. we sing Thunderstruck. <laughs> we do. What? Wait, so what was the, what's yeah. the story behind... We, we were hired to sing at Wizard World Comic Con in Sacramento, and we were in the middle of singing Runaway Baby by Bruno Mars, which I solo, and a guy wearing a Space Ghost costume wandered past in the back of the crowd, and I stopped singing and pointed at him and shouted, Oh my God, it's Space Ghost! <laughs> 
I hope somebody has that on video somewhere. Yeah, that was definitely a video-worthy moment. Because that just sounds fantastic. (laughs) All right. Here's here's why I had to ask the even-numbered questions. Cats or dogs? Dogs. 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 There it is. Nobody ever says cat. I live with a cat. Roshan has a cat. There's a cat right behind you. Correct. I still say dogs. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. This makes sense. All right. I have have three cats, so... I love dogs too, uh, but I don't have a yard, so. One day, Alicia, one, one day. day. One day, I'll have four animals at my house. What was the last movie you saw in a theater? Oh. <laughs> I know, I'm Probably sorry, Avengers. too soon. <laughs> too soon. I think Avengers. Yeah, I think Avengers. Avengers. Really? Oh, wow. Avengers Wars Endgame. Oh, oh, wait. Star Wars. Did that come right. out Star after? Wars. Maybe Last yeah. Skywalker. I, I will say that since since the shelter in place, Cassie and I have been watching all of the Fast and the Furious movies, <laughs> like all nine of them. Okay. Um, and we've turned it all into right. an exercise plan. So whenever somebody <laughs> right. walks away from like a fatal car accident, you do sit. <laughs> whenever somebody like greets somebody else with anything besides a hair shake, a handshake, you do sit ups. <laughs> like whenever all they right. use like, the NAS, you do sit ups. <laughs> like oh my a god, this genius! Star jumps. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Oh, that's perfect. I think I might know the answer to this next question based on what was said earlier, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Who's the best dancer in the group? (laughs) Cassie. 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 (laughs) Thanks, guys. Another consensus, I think. That's actually not what I was thinking. Do you think it was Roshan? It's not me. I was thinking you guys were going to say nope. Roshan. Yeah. Sorry, Roshan. But you didn't. It's not. Okay. It's, it's not me. It's definitely not. I mean, I enjoy Roshan's dancing, for sure. Well, and Jacob has the best shimmy. All right. This one was... Yes. Oh, that's All right. That's great. All right. Casual or black tie? Casual. Casual. Oh, it's, yeah. I th- I w- it's funny we actually never wear. <laughs> hey, I didn't want to get that specific. Like, in the in the true what form. we usually wear a very oh, flashy okay. business casual well, doesn't wear business casual. Sexy casual. So business casual is jeans and oh. a sweatshirt. Oh okay okay. We don't wear that either Thanks though. So. <laughs> yeah, we look a little nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I anyway. will say that I was coached <laughs> in the past you? to make sure that I looked properly business casual. <laughs> I was a little bit too casual in the past. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Too casual. Who would play you in a biopic? Jesse Eisenberg, combined okay. with Andy Samberg. Okay. Just all the birds. <laughs> Good combo. And juiciest of yeah. men. <laughs> uh, just nose with a face attached to it. All right, we're going to definitely need everyone's answers for this one. Yes, we will. Sure. Yes, we will. Aziz Ansari. I can see that. I can see that. Nice. Well, Kristen Bell and I are voice twins. Uh, I think she looks a little different than me, but I'll take I'll take the voice twin. <laughs> you you <laughs> are. That is true. I can hear it. I think I'd want Wang Li Hong to play me. Hmm. I'm not sure if I'm familiar with him. I don't know. He's I a know Taiwanese pop nice. artist, but he also oh, does okay. move. <laughs> 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 nice. And then our last one, uh, Cassie. Help me out, guys, because I don't have an answer. Like yeah, who Watson. does the group think should play say Cassie? Emma Watson, but it's but only because like I thought I was Hermione when I was eleven years old. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> but I don't think that Emma Watson and I really have that much in common. And I was upset with the way she played Hermione. So what about like Zoe Deschanel? <laughs> yeah, mm. I, I'm awkward. Actress, and yeah. I think Cassie's weird. too cool yeah, for Zoe sure, Deschanel. Okay. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Ooh, that's oh, a good one. Or, um, oh, that's a good one. Not Tina Fey. Oh, Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's a really oh, good one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good, good one. Thanks, crew. I like I it. That's a good one. <laughs> Awesome. Well, nice. well, thanks for taking part in our rapid fire questions. So as per tradition around here, we always like to end our segment with our guests by offering the community a piece of advice. We'd like to ask our guests if they could offer some kind of advice to our listeners out there. What would it be? Whether it be to uh, educators, whether it be to just fans, whether it be to other performers, whether it be to a group of people, a single person, you know, what kind of advice would you like to offer our listeners out there? For me, and this applies not just to acapella, but to life, the single most important thing you can do, and I'm clapping in between each word like it's emojis, the the single most important thing that you can do in your life and others' life is to make them feel 
good. Uh, and when we do that, we are connected to each other and to ourselves. And that is one of the main reasons that I love to sing with these people and for other people uh, and why I love when other people share their music with me. That's great. Great advice. Awesome. Would anyone else like to offer any advice? Yeah, I, th I think one of the, the best things I've gotten out of singing with Business Casual is all the connections to the acapella community. But far and away, my, my favorite experiences with Business Casual have been when we've connected with other acapella groups in other parts of the country or the world. And it's just the best opportunity to learn from other people, to meet them, to connect over this mutual, very strange activity that we all participate in. <laughs> and uh, so, so my advice is to is to get involved and when you when you yeah just just reach out find find other people in the area who are doing acapella and make connections wonderful wonderful to echo that um i'd say that one thing i've experienced firsthand with business casual in a lot of our travels is that music is a universal language that it's broken down language barriers for us like when we were in japan there were a lot of people who didn't speak english that we connected through directly through music. Similarly, we sat in the audience and listened to music sung in different languages and were able to connect with it. So firsthand, that, that experience really showed me what, what the power of music really is. And I would encourage everyone to like listen to more music and expand your horizons in terms of music. Like There's so much music out there in the world that you probably haven't even heard yet. Listen to it all. <laughs> yeah. True, very true. Wise words. I like it. Anyone, anyone else? I guess I'd say for my advice for groups, my advice for groups at, at a lot of levels, I guess, is, you know, think 50% about yourself and 100% more about the audience. That usually will lead to better everything. My advice for, for audiences is, you know, hire more acapella groups. <laughs> <laughs> book, book more, book more acapella. It's great, you know, for bar mitzvahs and weddings. Like, like, get, like call, call them up. <laughs> yeah, no, and I second what's been said about the community. I think it's the it's the best it's the best part of participating in this thing for sure. Yeah, well said. Nice. Michael gone once, twice. So for groups, I would I would echo what uh, everyone else has said. Definitely lean into the community. Um there's there's so many friends you can make in the community and there's like Roshan said, actually, like what everyone said, music is a universal language. So you have your own group, but then you also have the secondary connections uh, in the community to kind of, you know, be people that you learn from, but also people that you can have fun with, cry with. It's, it's a fantastic community. I would say for one other thing for groups that I think is like a, like a good piece of advice is I think rehearsing is good, but also like, don't be afraid to go out and just perform. I forgot if it was Cassie or Jacob or somebody. But it was kind of like, I think it was, I think it was Cassie or Jacob. It was kind of like one, we can rehearse as much as we want, but then until we go live, like we don't really know how the audience is going to react to it. So in, in essence, kind of going live and going on stage is kind of like a, a, a rehearsal. So definitely, even if it's just like going to the mall or like going to the park, <laughs> post COVID, obviously, <laughs> and going and singing a little bit um, to, and getting an audience, I think that's like a really great way to to add to your practice. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this has been a pleasure. I think I speak for both Brian and I when, when I say we've been very impressed. And I feel like we've been very fortunate to speak with the members of Business Casual today. Could one of you share with us how our listeners can find you? You can find us on Instagram at BC Vocals, on Facebook at facebook.com slash BC Vocals and bcvocals.com. That's BC as in business casual. Also, youtube.com slash BC vocals and Spotify. Check nice. us out on Spotify. You should check them out mm -hmm. on Spotify because that's where I listened to their album and it's very good. <laughs> Brian, how about you? Where can our listeners find you? Yeah, if uh, people wanted to get in touch, learn a little bit more about me, please go to Twitter at the Brian Alex, Brian with an I. And then for all the work that I do at College Acapella, you can go follow. College Acapella on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. What about you, Alicia? You can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Alicia Edwards 19. That's E-L-I-C-I-A. You know how to spell Edwards 19. You can also find me on Instagram at E underscore squared 1989. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much to our, uh, the members of Business Casual. You all were phenomenal guests. We had a fun time learning about you and speaking with you today. So thank you for making the time to come on thanks to the show. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Our pleasure to come on today. 
Yeah, great. Well, that's going to do it for Talkapella today. Please go follow Talkapella on Twitter at Talkapella, two P's, two L's. You can also hear uh, all the previous episodes as well as catch new episodes on Talkapella.org as well as listen to the show live on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central Time on Acaville Radio. Please go give Acaville Radio a follow. They are the reason we have this platform to speak with our, such wonderful guests as Business Casual as we've done today. And once again, that's going to do it for our show today and for everything else. Stay tuned.